This is the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you find it encouraging, motivational, and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk. For all your Prove Yourself Right needs, please follow us on all social media platforms. Also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias. Thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Prove Yourself Right podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Rose, and I have my beautiful co-host, Shay, here with me this morning. How you doing this morning, Shay? Doing great. Happy to be here. Happy to be here for another Sunday Sermons, in which Pastor Shamika closed out the womanology season in which we've uh, been on these last couple Sundays, mm-hmm. and she gave a nice, quick, swift um, breakdown, and the title was... What I need from you is understanding, part two. Come on. And I appreciate her and all the women that came and preached in this season and gave a great clarification on the other side in which everybody doesn't always see from a woman's point of view. Mm -hmm. And this morning's message came from Genesis chapter 28, verse 31. And we're going to start off with these opening points. She spoke on miscommunication. And I tagged to that confusing and complicated. Mm -hmm. And also she spoke on purpose does not equal investment. Just because you do for doesn't mean you'll gross anything back in return for your efforts. And just along the line of womanology, she was speaking on just how much women invest naturally just Mm -hmm. by being a woman that doesn't really come back around to them, but that doesn't stop women from putting their all into everything that they do. Mm-hmm. And I blame the world, man. I feel for women in this sense because I just see it in a lot of the women I grew up looking up to, women I bumped into and grown to know, like yourself, and just watching y'all walk. Yeah. And from the workforce to personal to all realms under the sun, everything that y'all are invested in, I feel like y'all give more than y'all will ever get. Mm-hmm. And it's become a underlying standard in the world. It's like, no, women are always going to put out more than they'll ever get back. And I don't know why we've ad- adapted to that. Mm-hmm. And just Pastor Shamika broke down today when she was talking about miscommunication of the language that women use for their men to decode in a sense. Yeah. But it's because saying it straight up hasn't got y'all anything. So now y'all have this default setting of the way she articulated, "Uh, I'm all right, I'll be cool today, but your demeanor, energy, and everything else says different. (laughs) In which the man has to decode and understand, okay, she needs a little bit more. But society and what we've adapted to, most men don't do that extra step. For sure. But the woman is always down to do the extra step because it's a level of understanding in which, um, in the case we're talking about, men haven't developed fully or even feel that it's worth investing in in the same sense of how women invest in. And I just want you to start from here, babe. Just give me an understanding of what you think. Purpose does not equal investment. Just because you do for doesn't mean you'll gross anything back in return for your efforts. How do you feel in a woman's understanding of that? I think it's true and I think it's right. And I think that, you know, you hit on a lot of important points. I think as women, there are things that only we can do, Mm -hmm. right? Like bearing children, for instance, 
and naturally women tend to be more nurturers than men so we may take the lead in that area more than a man and i think that those elements of being a woman are we're chosen by god right so i think it's a part of our purpose and it plays a role in who we are that can look like different things to different women regardless right it doesn't look like one thing per se but i think if we're navigating in our purpose and hoping that a man in this context is giving us something back for that mm. i think we're missing the mark okay okay i think that like pastor shamika said when she was talking about you know from the passage in genesis leah thinking that she can get jacob to love her by bearing children mm -hmm. over and over and over again and not not changing jacob you know yes. her leah's purpose would have been to build the next generation and finally, when she gave birth to her fourth son, she thanked God, mm -hmm. which really should have been what she should have been doing from the beginning. Right. Now, you just broke that down. Why do you think she didn't do that from the beginning? Do you think she felt like, oh, no, I know that I can gross this by giving this? Is that the understanding? I think so. I think that she, her intention for doing it was to change somebody else, mm -hmm. and that is never our purpose. Okay. I don't think our purpose lies to change who other people essentially are. I think we can do things to initiate change that they can do in themselves. Mm -hmm. I think we can inspire. I think they can admire. I think God can use us in ways. But each and every single one of us are on our own path and journey. If we make our sole purpose another individual and not God and not seeking God, I don't think that that's going to be a fruitful outcome. Okay. So in that same breath, Pastor, uh, Pastor Shamika this morning, she talked about women mm -hmm. want to be seen, desired, and pursued. Right? Yeah. Now, why can't y'all let somebody do that? Why do y'all have to do all of that for self or build that understanding for the partner that y'all are pursuing? Like, y'all think that you can persuade him to do those things. Why don't y'all allow people to do those things and y'all take the direct actions and the direct things as law instead of being like, oh, no, eventually he'll get it. Where do y'all get that grace from? Like, oh, well, he don't have it now. Instead of going to somebody else who may already have it mm -hmm. and be fine-tuned at those things and be more compatible to you but you're feeling for that person at the time that doesn't have it you give a little bit more grace and maybe you you waste a lot of time in that so how do women want to be seen desired and pursued but they want to stay and heal and mend and mm -hmm. manifest everything themselves i think it's because we're human mm -hmm. right and i think in our human desires and our fleshly desires to want something to go our way mm. want it to be what we think is best I, I think that in those moments we're not really leaning to God the way that we should be mm. and we're not asking for his hand in it the way that we should be right because maybe God's trying to orchestrate something to wake us up and move us away from the thing that we want mm. but we got to be willing and open to receiving that and then acting on it as well right and so much of it is I think my life should be this way I want it to be like you know, what I think is bad. So much of it is I, 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 and, and it really should be, God help me in discerning and seeing what you want from me. Mm. Because I trust the things that you have in my life and I want to go in the direction you want me to go in because I know that your outcome is better than mine. I like that because I do that um, naturally now mm -hmm. because of our investment to each other when she spoke on what you were just speaking on a second ago women want to be seen desired and pursued well i seen you at first mm -hmm. and it was just like any other thing i broke you down i, I figured out what i like about you uh 
everybody gonna have, you should have pros and cons. It can't, it's all be good. So I had my cons and I'm like, okay, that could be better in a sense. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just one of the things I felt like, okay, could have been something to, that can be improved. Mm-hmm. And then I desired you in a way that had to grow too. Like I had to figure out if you were somebody that I even had a lust for because lust is the natural. Mm-hmm. When I see you, what do, do I feel excited or am I, uh, it's whatever. Yeah. So my desire for you grew as I learned you a little bit more. And with all that, that was the pursuit. The pursuit became intentional when I subjected you different than any other woman. Yeah. And that's the breakdown that I'm giving in this unpacking is women don't do that a lot. The first person gets ample opportunity when some people just are bad people and you just don't need to even go through those hardships. But that's what I feel like the natural part of women is seeing the good side in some people that are all bad. For sure. But, but you believe there's a good side to everybody. So you give them graces that are unnecessary because that person just does not have that. And um, the second thing I want to unpack within this is when she said women want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And she said, listen with your ears and your heart. I feel like y'all do that abundantly. Like I just said, that's y'all's mm-hmm. grace to people that don't even just want to speak. You got people that just want to be be spoke, just want to speak, mm-hmm. and people hear them, and they don't have to reciprocate nothing back. Everybody adjusts to them. Why do women take that big part of the adjustment solely on themselves and don't put it on the person that also has to carry the other half of the weight? I think some of that comes from dynamics in that woman's life okay so i don't think it's solely in romantic relationships Mm -hmm. i think it'll pour into romantic relationships if already in their friendships Mm -hmm. they play that role or Mm -hmm. in how they were raised in their household they play that role if they're not hurt at home Mm -hmm. they're going to go out in the world and have friendships that are similar and that's going to pour into the romantic relationships i think wanting to be hurt especially as a woman you know you you can be taught in some households i know for myself that you're not really heard and you almost normalize that Mm -hmm. it isn't until you discover more of yourself and discover more of the areas that you've been quiet about that matter to you that you then are trying to discover okay who can i be open with Mm. who can i be honest with who really wants to hear what i have to say and not take it the wrong way or who's pretending to listen and then rephrases it their own way and then uses it against you Mm. you know what i'm saying like it's so much of all of that so I don't think entirely it comes from some romantic relationships. I think when it comes to being heard, so much of that is in just your overall relationships in general. That's real because I think about that in all my relationships as well. And just being a man, it hits different. Mm-hmm. I feel like people listen to me in a sense and an understanding of whatever I'm saying has validation to it. doesn't need validation after hearing it. Mm-hmm. You got to stay with me on that. Women need valid when they speak. But when women speak... People have to validate it after hearing. I'm validated as sane just because mm-hmm. I'm being a man. So, mm-hmm. And that's what I learned just being with you when they said, listen with your ears and your heart. Sometimes I would say some things and you come back me with a response and then I shut your whole opinion down because I was like, nah, that ain't what I wanted to hear. And you actually let it be shut down to where vice versa, you say something and I'm listening and I want to combat it. And I'm like, no, you got to hear what I'm saying first. Like I, mm-hmm. I get to keep the conversation and discussion going in my direction, even though it doesn't apply directly to me. Now that I've intervened, now you have to hear what I'm saying and vice versa. That's not applied mm-hmm. in the, in, from a woman's standpoint. So like 
when you say listen with your heart and your ears, women always taking this back seat, always not opinion, not all the way being validated because there's a little uh, loophole in it. 100%. After years and years and years of that understanding, how are women supposed to be empowered through anything when they always at the sense, even the people that listen to them don't fully listen to them and they, and they've articulated it as such, like they believe it. So now that reprogram, because we call it trauma, right? Yeah. That's traumatizing. Mm -hmm. Like men, uh, feeling demasculated, demasculinized, demasculated, demasculated. Thank mm -hmm. you, babe. That's the biggest thing for us. Don't let a man not feel Come on. quote unquote manly. Oh, he shows up different, but what about a woman who's never heard on anything and the back seat has become her permanent spot where nobody in reality justifies sense? It ain't really a permanent spot for anybody. But for a woman, it has been standardized as a, hey, no, sister, you in the right spot? Dang. So I can't I can't go achieve and have better or be reciprocated? Wow. And that's wild because I think Pastor Shamika said when a woman who is unheard, she can go in her life being disrespectful, mm. right, and loud. And if you think about it from the analogy you just said about mm. someone who's in the back seat, no wonder they're loud. <laughs> no wonder they got to be disrespectful. You got to almost shout and be belligerent to even get anybody to look back. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? Like, it makes sense when you break it down like that. Mm. And that's real because the, the third thing she spoke on, women need to feel secure and supportive. Mm -hmm. And I text reassurance and and confidentiality to that. Mm -hmm. That goes back into the same thing we were just breaking down, listening with your ears and your heart. And Pastor Shamika unpacked, you get the best version of that woman when you do that stuff. 100%. I made sure in our relationship I secure you and support you. 100%. And within that, I also want to give you reassurance and confidentiality. When you feel safe, I watched you move different. Like when you didn't feel safe with me in our relationship building, like before we got the title of boyfriend, girlfriend, all this, just in our courting, mm -hmm. it was some stuff that you wouldn't do. Like, I'm trying not to be too transparent, but I got to go there. It's like you wouldn't stay with me yeah. at, at first just because maybe you wanted to and everything was cool. I, I didn't give you the feelings and energies of other guys. You just knew I didn't want to set that precedence right now. Yeah. Once he earns it, then I'll give it to him. But you always had a earn first mentality mm -hmm. and even when we go out on dates you always try to pay your own part and like I say everybody courts and does things a certain way but what I was getting from you and the breakdown that I'm giving you never got this so you were training me in that moment hey I don't need certain things I, I'm, I'm not used to it anyway so I do this yeah and I will stand on my own feet whether we together or not you always set the precedence that I'm not waiting for you to come do something manly for me or in a man's sense of connecting to a woman. I can do all that. I just want to see who you are. You made me, you individualize me and not uh, generalize me. Mm -hmm. So when it came down to support, security, reassurance, and confidentiality, I broke those barriers because there's certain, where we reached points where we would go to the movies and conversations would stop just because we felt like we were getting too vulnerable. Yeah. And then one day I just realized you sat down and you started talking more your family. You start talking more of your experiences that you had been through. And I was like, okay, I didn't get this vulnerability before. But that's what people in relationships don't make it to. Mm -hmm. It never gets to that open door of transparency and from the woman's understanding, I've never been safe. <laughs> so to to ever 
start to be safe. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to start that because everybody is scary to me in the, in the, in the sense of a woman. Like, where you don't know if you can open up to another woman. Mm -hmm. You can't open up to a man. You really don't know who to do, but everybody expects to be able to drop it all in your lap at some point. So I was like, bro, where, where is my outlet at? And that's what I got from that breakdown of being secure and supportive. And it's so interesting you say that because, you know, you know, when we were, you know, starting to get to know each other, how I would speak about my father. And mm -hmm. he was the only other example, other than my brother, but differently, that I felt really safe and secure with. And that was just what I knew. And so he led the way of what security felt like to me. Mm -hmm. With being with you, you showed me not just what I had known, but more. And you took it a step further. And you really, like when I say I feel covered, I do, I feel really protected with you. I feel protected physically. I feel protected emotionally. I feel like I could say anything and you are in my corner. You know, I feel like I could be my goofiest, weirdest self that only my sister knows and probably thinks I'm a creep. Like I'm all those versions of myself and I've never done that with anybody, but you allowed me to feel like I could. So first I have to thank you for that. But then it makes me think of like women who don't have a father to even have an example or a benchmark, right? right? Like if they've never felt safe and they've never had an example of that, what are they leaning on if they're also not leaning on God? Mm. You know, so it really leaves you in a place of like you're free falling all the time. Like you just feel like the ground isn't beneath your feet because you've never had it there. It always felt like you were just pulling on anything from each side because you weren't saying ten toes down, if not on your own like um, earthly father, your heavenly father example as well. Mm. So, so much of that ties into the security and supported. And I think it's interesting that she mentioned that because this month, month, month in particular, mm. sorry, I think that's the thing that I thought about. Like we did travel, we did a lot of different things and we generally do a lot of things in general, but I was like, writing your birthday message and I really was like, man, like I feel covered by you. Like I feel so safe and I always felt safe, but it's like another level of safety because you've also been in a better place, right. you know? And it's just like seeing you, your growth and your evolution and the continuous safety and reward that I get from that as well, just being your divine pair. It's an amazing thing and it goes to what Pastor Shamika said, she's like, when a woman feels secure and safe, she's willing to take risks that she normally wouldn't. Mm. Like, I don't ever feel like there's something that I can't do. I feel like I could do anything because I feel like even in the unknowing of whatever that is, I can come to you, talk about it, kick back, you know, put my feet on you and ask to just talk. Like, I just feel like that security makes me feel like out in the world and in my life, I can accomplish anything. That's real. So I, I understand what Pastor Shamika meant when she talked about the result of a woman who does feel that because those are the things that I feel. And I attest all that to us individualizing what Pastor Shamika said today, surrender to God. Yeah. And I tagged for self-clarity to that. If I wanted to start my self-work journey when I did, I would have ruined me and you because everything you just exuded and said I wasn't that and I wasn't doing any of that for any woman mm -hmm. and I felt like I had to mm -hmm. because of what I've endured what I've been through and my art articulation and understanding of that mm -hmm. to how it molded me mm -hmm. and I feel for women 
that haven't surrendered to God to find their self-clarity yet because they're still out there pursuing life and for men, but we own the women right now. I just wanted to tie that in there, but they're out there pursuing life and a understanding sense of what Pastor Shamika said today, insanity. Yeah. Doing the same things, expecting different results, but they mm -hmm. think they're doing something different, but you hadn't changed self. Mm -mm. And that's where I was at. I had never changed self, knew the potentials that I had, couldn't unlock those potentials because I, I wouldn't change self. The only way to get different is to do different. Yeah. And I just didn't believe it. I just thought, no, what I'm doing is just, I need a, a little tweak. No, you need to change the whole thing because it's the opposite side that brings out a different character trait. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wouldn't tap into. And that's why my blessings weren't flowing. And that's why the man that was showing up each and every day looked like the same man from, from past because you change clothes, but your demeanor and your character and your mora your morals mm -hmm. all still indicate the same thing. And when I knew I surrendered to God, I knew you were a person that had also surrendered to God by how you handled it. I couldn't find a way to control my anger for a long time, man or female uh, articulation. Like if me coming off at a man, me coming off at a woman, mm -hmm. I was just angry. Like whoever stepped across my path or was in my realm of energy at that time and space, they felt it. Mm -hmm. And whether I was intimate with you or whether it was just trying to hold a friendly relationship, family relationship, until I done got my wrath off, I ain't apologizing for nothing. So if you don't know me, you mad too. You're like, man, ain't no way he can talk to me like that. I, I sure can. You don't tell me what I can't do. So uh, that was my unpacking. But when it came to being in a relationship, I just couldn't find that grace. Mm -hmm. And with you, you were so graceful for me in the most damaging time of my life that I had to really sit back and talk to God and be like, okay, Lord, why you send me this nice person? <laughs> and God was like, listen, she on the same journey you're on. She just reflecting it and showing it different than you do. Come on. And I had to really sit down. That's just a me versus me talk. Mm -hmm. I said, God sent me this nice woman. Why? Because you deserve it. But at the end of the day, I won't let you have it if you won't mature up and understand how to keep it. And that's why I said I surrendered to God, to God for my self-clarity. Mm -hmm. My self-clarity started to come because I was like, okay, this is how the job feel work. If I go in there a certain way, they're going to expect, they're going to, articulate me a certain way which might not go with the job so now if i want the job i have to come off a certain way to gross what i want right mm -hmm. so now if i can have that understanding in my career job field why can't i have that in everything so in my relationship if i want shana to love me show up a certain way what i have to do the things that bring that out if you're not doing the things that bring that out you can't be mad at what you're receiving and just our process and our day-to-day -day and just how we got together was a direct teaching method from God. For sure. God was like, y'all are going to teach each other everything that y'all are asking me about, but I didn't believe that. Mm -hmm. Because what, I'm human. I'm of, of, of the world. No, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. God was like, listen, sometimes you just have to sit back. Come on. So once I sat back and stopped being emotionally reactive and stopped thinking that, okay, I know what's best. Okay, I'm going to listen to Shana. This one time, I'm going to give this girl one chance. <laughs> and I never stopped listening because it it played out way better than I could even have thought. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes I ain't even had no thought. I was like, man, listen, I'm just, hopefully she can do it because I don't got no plan. <laughs> but that was God telling me that's what I was. I mean by vulnerability, transparency, which I'm going to take it back, gives you the reassurance and confidentiality. Mm -hmm. I would tell her some things that I was crying about. Mm -hmm. 
because I was so hurt to let it out to anybody. But I was like, bro, I, I, if I keep holding them in, I'm killing myself. Literally, I was dying from the inside out by thoughts that I couldn't release. Mm -hmm. And I released them to you, cried in front of you, and you didn't make me feel like less of a man. I was like, okay, Lord, now I'm with you. Security and support. Now I'm with you. Come on. Because I thought once I did that act, you were going to walk up, pack your bags, and be like, boy, you ain't no man. I thought you was just going to up and leave. <laughs> I really thought it. So I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to hold it in. Letting it out gave me clarity in which I was like, okay, so this is what security and support feel like. Mm -hmm. Now, with that understanding for self, I can also apply it now. So God's saying, now do that for her. Yeah. And it took me a minute to do it for you. But the day I did it for you, I seen it in your eyes. Right? The glow hadn't ever left. I realized when you felt safe and secure, I, ain't gonna, I don't really know the date, time, and place. But I know our relationship has pivoted since then. Mm -hmm. No, I think you hit on everything. And I feel like, like you said, like God knew the journey that we were on and the things that we needed to adjust. And a lot, we've grown so much from it. And even in some of the things, like more recently, it's, like Pastor Shamika said, the situation didn't change, but something in me changed. Mm. Even in things that we are still praying about and we know are going to come God's way, I think God was allowing us to make an, uh, a me change, a mm. you change, like an internal change, you know? And through doing that, he's allowed us to experience such goodness. Like, 100%. it's been such a good July, like going into August. I'm hopeful going into last quarter of the year i'm hopeful because i'm just like god like you really did that like you know you really have allowed the beginning of this year and the achievements that we've been able to do and just how far we've come and how close we are to him and i want to tag something to that before i let you finish and yeah. also that self-clarity gave us understanding of how to articulate and move around with different people for sure not just self like we call it self-clarity but we we gain clarity about how to interact with the people in this world which is for our betterment of our relationships a thousand percent and like the things that we both can discern mm. you know when we're out or when we are seeing stuff witnessing things that the things that we both can feel like the discernment is so high and i feel like that's a lot of it. It is the surrender to God. It is the internal changes that really changes how you see everything externally, even if nothing actually has changed to somebody else looking from the outside. You know, and so much of that is so important. And I think the other point that came from this sermon today was that women put divine expectation on men. And I thought that was so interesting because when I think of the conversations that I have with friends and the areas in the lives that they are hoping for a change and the role that men play in it from their perspective, I can sit back and say a lot of the change that needs to take place is within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And not expecting for the things around us to change, but for us to really do the work and for us to really change. Because I promise you, it's not up to the man to fix your daddy issues and vice versa. It's not up to that woman to fix your mommy issues. That's between... You and your mama and you and your daddy. And I'm glad you said that because that's where a lot of relationships get tough. I ain't never seen no man do it in my life. I ain't never seen no woman do it in my life. That is not an excuse. Yeah. Because you still got to figure it out in your own way. Now, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit harder for you because you ain't got no blueprint. But there's millions of them out there. And like I said, that's, that's called growing. That's called life. You got to mm -hmm. go out here and figure it out. But that don't mean go out here and be bitter and rude and... 
uh, regressive because you can't figure it out because that's only going to make your, your challenge and your process that much longer. A thousand percent. And I feel like if you don't have an example, look for it in the word. Yeah. You know what? The Bible is there for us to use and it's there as a benchmark. Like it's there to set the standard and the standard isn't low. The standard is high and it is hard and it's tough to want to be more like Jesus. But I think that is the point. I think that we, that example is to show us that God remains in the details of everything and he works everything to our favor. We just can't expect him to be doing that and trying to do everything ourselves, our way or culture's way. I don't think that's the way to live a fruitful life. 1000% and to throttle down, I want to speak on this last topic of discussion is when Pastor Shamika said, whenever you are given something that you don't quite understand, you tend to abuse it and misuse it. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, across the board, relationally, uh, career-wise, personal, uh, relationship-wise, all that. If you don't take the time to understand something, don't look for any fluidity in it. Because you hadn't invested the time. It's like everything we do. If your job comes with a strict XYZ of how the job gets done, you need to know what XYZ is. Yeah. Or else don't do that job. Don't go into it with any kind of um any kind of expectation. There you go. Expectation. Mm -hmm. Because you hadn't you hadn't even figured out what the process is. Mm -hmm. And you don't really care what the process is. You just wanted what comes with XYZ. The job title. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying about relationships. Everybody want to attach to somebody like, ooh, he got this. Bum. He going to have everything I want. You didn't even see the rest of it. And uh, the rest of it was never there. But you got that one thing. But you're going to be depressed and mad down the line when the other things that were never there never show up. And then you're going to blame it and create a trauma through this person on yourself. Man, I was with this person. They didn't, that's all they did with me. But that was the only thing they did when they, when you met them. But now you got tired of doing that and you was hoping something else was going to transpire that never existed in that person. And now it's that person's fault that you're traumatic. Uh, you're experiencing trauma and traumatic situations that you can't surpass because a person who never was able to, you are ha holding the onus on them, which is wrong. And it also goes back to what we talked about before we, you know, started to do some packing. You said when it comes to not understanding something, you can abuse it. But you're like, that even comes from ourselves. Mm. And when you said that, I was like, that's exactly it. If you don't know your purpose, if you don't know that God loves you today, if you don't know what you were set out here to do, you will abuse yourself. You will expose yourself to things that you were never meant to be exposed to. You'll, under, you'll go through things that you were never meant to go through because your decision making is coming from a place of confusion and coming from a place of being lost. Like when you know yourself, there are certain things you won't even engage in. Even us in our journey together, there are some things that we might've considered or friends you might've considered hanging out with or people we might've said yes to that now in our walk, we both look at each other and we're like, that's not for us. All right, no. You gonna miss us on that. We will catch you when it's something that, you know, better aligns with who we are, who we wanna be and what we wanna be exposed to. So a lot of it is, better understanding of yourself as opposed to hoping that the understanding that other people are always doing the work right and if everything you've learned and you think you know has come from a societal breakdown you don't really know much come on you got to read that book you can't read you can't get the um audio audio book and say you know everything come on in detail yeah 
to how the author wrote it, to how somebody else read it and understood it. You know everything, right? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. So we got to kind of mature up to a level of understanding that we don't know everything and that's okay and be willing to allow the understanding to be broke down to you in a way that you might not see right yeah. now. But you'll see it after it gets broke down. So give yourself a realistic chance to understand before you condemn yourself for not understanding. We appreciate y'all listening this morning. You don't have to prove anything to anyone, but you will always have to prove everything to yourself. Y'all have a great day. God bless.